That was the most <laughs> intense, intense, probably groundbreaking pre-podcast. Uh, yeah, world-changing. You know, don't you think? I think that I love to rub into our audience that everything that happens before and after the show is even better than the show itself. <laughs> I'm a little. I can barely stay. I can barely fit in my chair at the moment with I the know. amount of like <sighs> right? emotional weight. So much that is that is sitting on me with what what we just experienced. It is. I don't know how many days it's going to take me to recover, but. <laughs> Probably five weeks. <laughs> I have five weeks, about an hour a week. About an hour a week. Five no, no, two hours, sorry. An hour a day. An hour a day. Twice a week. Twice a week. Till for, five. For about yeah. five weeks is about how long I expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel That's right. when finally this this emotional weight will be released. That's it's <laughs> odd that you came upon that same number because that's exactly roughly. what it's feeling. Roughly. You know, so funny because it's my, a guesstimate. My expectation was that it would be two hours yeah. a day. When we first started. Twice a week. Right. For, you know, two and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah. But now I feel like it's going to last longer, but for shorter periods of time. And I'm wondering why, like, why that decision would be made. Mm. I don't know. It feels personal. It does. It feels like... Feels like an attack. <laughs> feels like an attack on, on us, on you and me mostly. You and me mostly, not okay, necessarily good. Veronica. No, Veronica's Veronica. She's fine. I think Veronica wants like half an hour increments <laughs> over the next twenty. Absolutely, twenty twenty three. Uh huh. Absolutely. Hey, no, what are you yeah. eating there? <laughs> oh, stra- oh, strawberries. Strawberries. Yeah, sorry about that, gang. Yeah, I know we love when I eat on the show. He had a uh, he had a strawberry. Uh, Quota that he has to reach because we got the strawberries on Monday mm-hmm. and he was like, uh, "Make sure I eat strawberries today, you know." So the so I go through the ones that I buy. Yeah, otherwise it's a waste of food. And, the, and then we got busy. There's been tons of stuff. There's been meeting calls. Have to do this. Have to do that. And then a day goes by and he, he didn't get to a strawberry. And he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I didn't get to a strawberry." And so here we are recording today, mm. and you realized I'm behind. I, I gotta catch up. Miles behind. I haven't had a single strawberry all week. I didn't have. So all I have a bowl here. Bowl. You know, so I could just eat a few strawberries. Strawberries are great. I oh, love God, strawberries. I love them so much. They're absolutely amazing. I've been doing a great job on the cuties. Yeah, you have. I you mean, are a cutie you know, who a likes cutie cuties. Or two a day. Mm-hmm. Well, those that's a great batch of cuties. It's a great batch of cuties. Cuties are great so batch good. of cuties. And and the banana's been pretty good too. Yeah. Am I the only one eating the bananas? Uh you are the no. only banana. Well, no, Veronica eats yeah. them too. Yeah, okay. I ate one yes today. I We're some- trying to up our health here. Yeah. At yes. the at the biofriendly. Yeah. Planet facilities. Although you know what's crazy, when I went and did my blood work during over the holidays with the gout, my potassium was like off the charts. Potassium. Yeah. So you've been having too much banana. I guess I've been eating way too many bananas. I don't know. I've been our our ten a day too many. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Jakey, Jakey, uh, (laughs) it's too many bananas. I I think you're you're overdoing the health. Cut to me just like in a field of gorillas, and I'm just like. Um, hi, everybody. Hi, yeah. Yay, yo. Yay, yo. It's another beautiful day here at the BioFriendly Podcast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're eating strawberries. We're having a good time. Noel, uh, how's your headphones treating you this time? Oh, God, I just use Cheez-Its. <laughs> Cheez-Its? Cheez-Its. We, Cheez-its. we need to get more Cheez-Its. Okay, that's what he said. Cheez-Its. Uh, you don't even, don't even, don't ask me that question. I'm so... I feel terrible. I don't understand. I, I don't. I, I, I'm laughing. I can only hear out of one of my flipping ears. Because there's it's three adapters. driving me crazy. <laughs> and I pull ad- out this headphone and I have the wrong size cord yeah. plugged into an adapter to make it the right size, which <laughs> is then plugged into an extension cord, which then goes into another f- freaking adapter on the other side of the thing yep. to go in. And I cannot. Oh, well, now I can hear. <laughs> <laughs> But it's because there's too many adapters. 
I can't. Don't move. I can't with this. Don't move. I did not. I, I am a <laughs> qualified professional. You are a star. Who's a, the star. A star. Of a hit podcast. Hit. In the environmental space. Yeah. Teaching the people the news and the yeah. information they need to know to change the planet. Yeah. And their point of view. And you can't even and hear yourself. And I can't even hear myself. You can't hear yourself. I know. I know. And I'm what, sorry. I, what kind of Mickey Mouse show are we running here? <laughs> what kind of Mickey Mouse? Who's about to enter the public domain, by the way? <laughs> yeah, they keep saying that. They keep saying keeps that. Getting it's interesting. Disney keeps coming up with new tricks. I know. My son was the one who was telling me about uh, Mickey Mouse going into the public domain. Yeah. And he was like, you know what that means? And I was like, come on. I was like, Disney is not going to let like Mickey Mickey Mouse just suddenly entered the public domain. And sure enough, if you research it, it's one of those things that's like... It was, they, supp- it was supposed to happen like 20 years ago. They got a lot of protections and things that they put oh. in place that you can't... They uh, have they have plenty of ways to screw you over if you try yeah. to use... <laughs> it's like Disney is not known for letting things happen just casually. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, just use our number one mascot that we've used for 100 years. No. So yeah, they're not... Anyway, I, that was a tangent about Mickey Mouse. Yeah, it's on. one of those things where if you were going to try to take it from them, you'd better be rich. You better be rich. They will find they have a legal loophole in there that will ruin your life. Yeah, you'd better you'd better have the money to to want to destroy what they're trying to do. Yeah. And yeah. frankly, the kind of people who have the money to do it mm-hmm. don't want to do it because they want to yeah. keep their their trademarks yeah. and their copyrights as well. Yeah. And they're hoping that Disney can pull this off. Yeah. Rich people want this to work for Disney. They yes. want Mickey Mouse to be protected because if it is, then they can keep telling every judge and every lawyer and everyone else that this is the precedent. Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't matter that whoever created this died yeah. 50 years ago. Yeah. It's it's still ours. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's yeah. not they're not there's no it there's no way. It's not it's not going to happen. Nobody yeah. nobody who could take up the case will do it. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. They'll find a way. They'll yeah. find a way. And Disney'll keep suing people and yeah. if they if they try to mess with it and then those people will keep yeah. eating it on yeah. a loophole. Yeah. Well, we need to get that same kind of tenacious legal action on your headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pledge for you. If people want me to continue showing up in front of this okay. microphone and bring in the gold, the gold, solid gold, solid gold, <laughs> solid gold that I bring, yeah. somebody better handle this headphone <laughs> situation because it's driving me crazy. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> so I, I will make a pledge to you. Yeah. Today's episode, this episode. it's going to blow your mind. It's going to blow my mind. It's episode 198. We are almost... We are two away from 200? Two away from 200. 200 episodes. Oh, my God. Does that blow your mind? 200 episodes. I think the Smithsonian is, the Smithsonian ca- is going to be calling. They better. This is record-breaking. 200 episodes of Gold. Solid gold. Solid gold. So I promise you that on our 200th episode. On our 200th episode. You'll be able to hear with both ears. Crystal clear hearing. The best. Like audiophile quality. I want audiophile quality. I want I want to be able to speak softly into my microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, eat yeah. strawberries. Yes. Say lots of really important. Yeah, just like sensitive stuff yeah, to the audience. And be able to hear it. And be able to hear it. Of course. Of course. The way the audience does. Yeah, yeah. The crazy thing is you're shouting right now, and it's just because nobody can hear me. <laughs> I just need better equipment, Jacob. Okay. I can't. Okay. You okay. can't. I promise. If I you promise. want this kind of star power. Episode 200, we lo- we lock you in a new contract. New contract. And, and, and on the rider, <laughs> it says, I have 
amazing headphones. Amazing. Amazing. Nothing less than amazing. Nothing less than amazing. The best headphones. I mean, what are we doing with all this money? (laughs) I know. All this money. You know, I keep seeing people, you know, they're coming in with pallets filled with cash. So it's, and I, because of how successful we are. And I keep telling you, and I can't get a set of headphones. And I gotta tell you, it needs to stay in my office. The pallets of cash, it's important that they go there. And I promise you, I'm taking care of it. Yeah, but why do you light them on fire? I don't understand that part. Because it's cold in here. <laughs> and we've been trying to save money on the heating. <laughs> I have to stay warm, though. Uh, I mean, the rest of us have candles from mm-hmm. that, that lovely ba- Bath and Body Works. Bath and Body Works. But you just like uh, money. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Look, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm doing my part. I am doing my part. We are yeah. not going to increase the uh, heating bill. Yeah, the inflation. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're solving inflation. Both. <laughs> I'm doing it all. I'm doing it all. All right. Well, sometimes on the show, I bring topics that are like really riveting and exciting and it's like easy um, to talk about. But I think this is one that's um, boring. Oh, good. Oh, good. That's fantastic. So our challenge here today is a way to make it interesting. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if it sucks that bad, but it was one that I saw in an article and I was like, I thought it was pretty interesting, like it's an interesting subject matter, mm-hmm. but I just don't know how fun it's going to be. Yeah. But the, the buzzword of today that we're going to start with is wheat. Wheat? Wheat. <laughs> okay. Wheat. Wheat. Okay. So the what? article that began this journey. What? What? What are you wheat? saying? Wheat. Why? Why? Why on earth would we discuss Wheat. Wheat. Who? What? I saw an article that said exotic wheat DNA could help breed climate-proof crops. Exotic wheat DNA could help breed climate-proof crops. Okay, let's do it. So it was the article I saw. Okay. And I was like, all right, all right. Talking about wheat and growing wheat is probably not going to be the thing that everybody who listens is going to go, this is the episode I've been waiting for. (laughs) I want to know about wheat. Yeah. But I was also like, okay, this is an interesting subject that sometimes – uh, Noel gets really uncomfortable when we take na- things of the natural world and we alter them. And I was like, maybe he'll be furious and he'll throw his bowl of strawberries at me. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Or it'll, we'll just like we do because we produce solid gold, mm-hmm. we will riff on wheat mm. and make it great. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. So here we go. All right. Let's wheat, wheat provides more global calories than any other crop. Ladies and gentlemen, have you heard of bread? Yes, bread. If you don't know what wheat is, you're eating it now. Not you. (laughs) Not me. I'm eating strawberries. You're eating strawberries. But everybody else is eating bread. Everybody's eating bread. Everybody loves a bread. It is the the global food standard. Yes. Honestly, if if wheat prices go too high, it literally starts... Riots and wars. Absolutely. So it's like a, you can you can almost like the the two go together. Yeah. The more yeah. expensive bread gets. Yep. The more people kill each other. Yeah. Absolutely. Because and it's the basic food that everybody kind of wants. Yeah. You know wheat as something you eat, and the thing that when an actor walks dramatically in a field and brushes his hand across it in a slow mo shot, mm. that is also wheat. Yes. <laughs> that is also, right? also, you know also what I mean? wheat. Yeah. I think it's in Gladiator or mm-hmm. something. He's like in a wheat field oh. and he's like running his hands through the wheat field. They pick that that pick that time of the day. Oh yeah. Where the sun is glistening off of the the tips of yes. the, you know so you can see yes. like the little 
little furry edges of the wheat are yes. kind of like shining. See-through. It's a great shot. It's a great shot. Every time I see it, I go, next time I see a wheat field, I am going to walk in it and slow-mo for no reason, for just no reason. so I have the footage your of hand me doing going, it. And then some farmer's going to be like, get <laughs> out of my wheat field. Get out of there. <laughs> what are you doing? Kill you, my crops. You are compromising wheat for an entire city. So it is the most, it provides more global calories than any other crop, yet most of the wheat grown around the world has limited genetic variation, making it vulnerable to the impacts of climate change. And why is that? Okay, so. I know why that is, but why is okay. that? <laughs> wheat is responsible for around 20% of the calories consumed globally and widely grown all over the world, says Professor Anthony Hall, study okay. uh, author and group leader at the Earlham Institute. This is in the UK, Earlham, Earlham. Um, but we don't know whether the crops we're planting today will be able to cope with tomorrow's weather. Okay. So this is mainly, I do have the part that you just asked me the question, which is mm-hmm. why is it, I have so many things highlighted here. Oh my God. Where is it? Well, this, this is my favorite part of the show. I have so many things, I have so many things highlighted, but I don't know if I have you that. You didn't staple them together, by the way, I like did, you were I, supposed to. I, I know, I know. I now bo- you're gonna, they're going to be mixing <laughs> your pages. I told you I wanted this to be an exciting episode. This is very exciting. Very exciting. exciting. No, so obviously um, the world's climate is changing, and mm-hmm. so the temperatures are getting hotter, mm-hmm. and the seasons are getting into the wrong times of year when the crop is being gathered, and so they're not able to survive through the heat, so we're losing crops. They're dying out in certain right. areas because we weren't prepared for it. So that's why, to yes. answer your question. Right. Well, that's why we're afraid they're going to die. That's why we're afraid. And but Yeah, but why don't they have variation? Why don't they have variation? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is not it. Do you want me to take a yes. guess? Will you, you just take, take it? Guess? Yes, yeah. take, take a guess. Take a guess. Take a guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have a terrible habit when we get into farming of finding the simplest cheapest yes way that's of, in there of uh of making the crops yep right so we're now basically finding the most successful seed yep that is needed to to, to most easily grow exactly what we want to make that's correct as opposed to letting wheat just kind of grow wild yes and do what it does because if you were to let it grow wild then it would naturally create a lot of variations. You'd have a lot of different kinds of wheat, some that are yeah. easier to work with, some that are harder to work with, and it would not be so perfectly ideal right. as it is now for farming. Right. That's it. And with that kind of variation, you would naturally have all sorts of different kinds of wheat, and yeah. some would be able to survive warming, some would be able to survive cooling, some would be able to survive whatever. Right. Because that's how nature does it. It gives yeah. you lots of variation. That's why you who are listening to the show are not the same as your sister or brother. And you, who in the show, are not the same as a person who lives across the street. And why every single person is a little bit different. And we all all do things a little bit differently because that's the way that nature does it. 100%. Everybody's a little bit different, both genetically, both in the way they like to do things, whatever else, then you're going to have survival. Right. Because when something crazy comes along, like, I don't know, a pandemic. Right. Right. The, we might pre- we need to prepare ourselves for one of those. I, I I've heard there might one might be brewing soon. Sure. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a percentage of people, based on habits, based on yeah. genetics, based on all sorts of different varia- varia- variations, mm-hmm. variable mm-hmm. things, are unfortunately not going to survive that disease. Right. And they're going to die off. Yeah. But no matter what, even Ebola doesn't kill everybody. Right. Some people are just naturally immune. They're just lucky. Yeah. Whatever. Just they just happen to be immune. Yeah. That's 
That's how it works. That's how it works. That's how it works. Some some wheat won't make it. Some wheat will make it. Yeah. But if you keep encouraging only one thing to survive because you like the way that it produces a crop for you, you get yourself in trouble once you start to mess with things like climate and water and soil. Exactly. That's it. That's the definition. That's why we're at this uh, state where we're trying to manipulate the wheat. And one of the things that as I read further, I was like, oh, you know, when they say the exotic DNA, you kind of have this picture of people like adding things to the wheat that's not wheat in order to make it do this. No, I don't worry about that. They're just using other wheats. They're just using the thousands of variables Mm -hmm. of wheat. And so this whole process is just splicing Different, you know, at, trying different seeds of wheat to figure out which one can handle it. And that's what they're trying to figure out. So it's not like, uh, it's not like of, a weird science It's experiment. kind of like what they do like in a, a couple of places. I think in, in Washington and, and many Minnesota in particular, those universities are really big on apples. Right. And like on doing different, like making new apples. Mm-hmm. A lot of the apples that you try now in the grocery store are not apples that, that existed even 100 years ago. There's so many. There's so many, right? And Fuji, you think, oh Gala. My, oh my God, they're making these apples out of out of crazy, mad science. Right, right. Well, I mean, they're, all they're doing is they're, they're you know, apples of parents. Yeah, yeah. So they're just, they're just. They're messing around with the combinations. They're just messing the combinations. They're putting yeah. two apples that have never met and they're having them fall in love and make a new baby apple. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, it's it's <laughs> apple breeding. Yeah. It's like dogs. It's like yeah. cats. It's like, it's, you know, you're, you're, you're putting these things together and that's exactly what they're doing on wheat. That's right. a perfect example. And then you make something and sometimes the apple they make, it sucks. Like it doesn't <laughs> taste go, very good, but then, and they, and they might be like, well, we can't sell this, but this yeah. apple has these other qualities. So let's yeah. mix this apple with this other kind of tasty apple and see what happens. And yeah. then you make a totally different apple. You know, the, yeah. gr- the grandkid of two other apples becomes a very popular, successful apple. Yeah. yeah. That's what we're, that's what we're doing folks. Yeah. That's, that's what we're talking about. When you go to the grocery store and you reach for the apples, cause there's lots, which, what's your go-to, what's your, what's your one that you grab usually? Gala. Gala. Me Gala too. Gala and Honeycrisp. Yeah. I, yeah. we usually get Gala, Fuji. Uh-huh. I like Fuji. Fuji, Fuji. and Gala t- taste similar to me. They're very similar yeah. and they're often side by side. And so you kind of have to like check the label, yeah. which one you're getting, but Honeycrisp is amazing. Yeah. I like Granny Smith, but I can't have them often. Right. That's They're like a, super intense. It's like a candy almost. Like, it is. Because like, the sourness of it is... Whoa. Yeah. It takes it takes a lot. Like, it's incredibly enjoyable. Yeah. But yeah, if you have yeah. it too much, it, it gets to be too much. Yeah. Have you ever had a Granny Smith apple? They're green and they're oh, very yes. tart. Yes. Very tart. I love those. Those they're, are my favorite, but I don't. Yeah. Don't prefer them. Yeah. So that's that has... Granny you Smith you to. has <laughs> to have been somebody figured out how to pair... Some apples together, and then and then out came this thing that you were like, "Whoa, what yeah. is going on in this apple?" Yeah. And then and then a classic red apple. Whenever I take a bite out of one of those, it reminds me of my childhood like because the, it, like the red delicious. Or? Yeah, the red yeah. delicious, like yeah. the the one that you think of as like being on the teacher's desk. It's like it's like dark red, but that brings me back to childhood because back then I feel like that was the only apple I was getting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Before mm-hmm. there were more variables. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I liked our little a- apple tangent there. So now on the process. That's how we make the show fun. That's how we make it <laughs> zippy and fun. And Jacob didn't staple his pages. Um, <laughs> every year, 5,000. Oh, I lost my ear again. Oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry. No. Murder. 200. 200. Psh, psh, murder. Sorry. Go um, ahead. Every year, 5,000 newly bred lines or varieties are tested between November and April. 5,000. In four different environments, severe and intermediate drought, late season heat, and optimal conditions. Simultaneously, they are tested in Kenya for stem rust, a fungal disease, and serious threat to wheat. At the end of the season, some of the best performing wheats, this is American Idol of wheat. 
Okay, that's what it is. So we're gonna. The end of the season. Some of the best performing meats are selected as parents for the next generation of crosses, while others are taken to Toluca. It says Toluca. Toluca Lake. <laughs> They're taking a Toluca Lake, and they make special breads for all the people living under the bridge. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> for you guys who don't live in Southern California like we do, Toluca Lake is a suburb that's just like right over. It's not too far away. That's yeah. where Bob's big boy is. Yeah. 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 So uh, take it over to Toluca. Here's to- some free bread, everybody. <laughs> it's made from really crummy wheat. <laughs> hey, these are the contestants on Amer- on uh, on Global Wheat yeah. talent uh, that failed. <laughs> these are the ones that <laughs> Simon eliminated. I know he doesn't do the yeah, show yeah, anymore, yeah, but that's yeah, how long yeah. no, I watched Simon. it. No, it's Simon. It was yes. it's Simon. He's like, yes. this is the worst <laughs> wheat I've ever. <laughs> Why did you even show up today? <laughs> the way that you taste is terrible. It's terrible. The I... songs you sing are awful. <laughs> you look bad. You smell bad. You taste bad, and I hate you. <laughs> Let's give them to the people in Toluca Lake. Toluca Lake. <laughs> Take it over to Toluca Lake. There's a Bob's Big Boy over there. Um, they take it to Toluca to evaluate their susceptibility to other diseases. Zinc and protein composition, which determines the grains and use, it's, is also measured. Yeah. So they do all these really, really cool things. In the end, about 1,000 make it through to the second year. Congratulations, you are the top 1,000 <laughs> in American Wheat Idol. That's right. When two further test conditions are added, and so it goes until year five, when the best performers are sent to 100 or so countries to five grow. Five years. Five years. That's about how long it's going to take uh, that thing we talked about earlier today to finish as well. That is. About it's five like the, years. the emotions. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a second a day yeah. for yeah. five years. <laughs> five years. And then we'll finally get there. Yeah. Uh, One second of learning. For five years. And then like an hour of, of nonsense. Yes. For yes. five years. For five years. Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's all you could ever hope for. <laughs> So this is this process getting down to 100 or so <laughs> sent around to, to test countries to grow. Yeah. Uh, that's critical as wheat has grown about two, uh, on about 220, m, I'm assuming, million hectares yeah. worldwide from hot and humid conditions in Bangladesh to the arid heat of Nigeria and the chilly mountains of Turkey. So yeah. it's grown all over the place. It's great. So anyway, I was excited to share this, and this is a perfect example of where Jakey didn't highlight or staples pages, but I highlighted this last thing here that I thought was cool. <laughs> but here's something highlighted. But here's something here. It says this is about 70% of the world's wheat can be traced back to seeds developed here. So I'm assuming that's here in... I mean, if they were stapled, you'd know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a cool... What's wrong with me? Oh my god! I love this so much. I know. Oh, 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 oh! So it just says this. So there's like a big wheat. There's like a big wheat. Like a, like a. There's people that control it. About seventy mm. percent of the world's wheat can big be big wheat. Yes, can be traced back to seeds developed here. Yet four transnational agrochemical companies control sixty percent of the global seed market. The big four. Big four. Focus, yes, big wheat. Focus on yield <laughs> and produce most of the world's fungicides and pesticides. Wow, which that's, de- that's the key right there. Yeah, exactly, which degrade the environment and reduce biodiversity. So they're basically saying, like, you know, this is something we got to figure out because big wheat is controlling how so, we're making our wheat. For those of you who don't understand why you hear a lot of environmentalists scream at Monsanto uh-huh. and other uh-huh. companies like right, this, right, 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 is the, is the way that you can the way that you can protect your seeds, right? Because people literally patent seeds. Yeah, and you got to like protect kind your of, seeds. This kind of bread is going to be made from this seed. It's really easy to use, and that's what we're going to give the farmers. Yeah. And we're going to protect it so that they can't now make their own variants and right. make their own versions of this. Right. So they will genetically modify the seed so that it can't produce babies. Right, right. So that you have to keep getting it from the same place. Exactly. And then 
they actually breed the seeds so that it is it does not get affected by whatever pesticide that they're using. Okay? Right. So the seed is invincible to the spray. Right. But all the weeds and all the, the bacteria you don't want and all the little bugs and all that, they all die. Right. So you can kill all them, but then the wheat's still going to grow and it's going to look exactly the way you want it and be exactly right. Right. And then you can keep making huge yields, tons of money, lots of bread. Everybody's happy. No big deal, right? Right. Except the only problem is now you've got four companies that control all of the wheat and have the only pesticide that is effective in not killing the wheat, but killing all the bugs. Yeah. And then they don't necessarily tell you what's in all the pesticides. And then and they you control have it. food problems. And then you have bad bread. And you have people with gluten allergies all of a sudden. And you have all sorts of complications that screw up the way people... And you have increased obesity. Yep. You have like all of these problems yep. that didn't exist before start to show up because they, they just do it unchecked. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. That's the, that's the problem. And that's why I brought up the, the big wheat and this whole procedure is that a lot of our food systems are controlled by people. And so when we have these countries and places that are, you know, the prices are going up and, and we have no control over it, this is one of the problems, yeah. you know. So as we're developing these wheats that become, you know, heat resistant or can grow and we can feed more people because there are going to be more people, it does call into question like this needs to be something that's given back to the world, you know, yeah. like this ability to grow food. Well, we will, we will definitely kill ourselves off. Yeah. If we don't do things like they're like they're doing here, where you actually, right. where you, <laughs> where you actually spend the time to let nature do what it's supposed to do, and in this case, they're speeding that up because they're they're doing it. You know, they're, they're, they're doing it for us. Naturally, the wheat wouldn't just find these two randoms. Wheats wouldn't find each other that right. easily, right? It would so, happen over hundreds of thousands. So we're of definitely years. enhancing this, but I'm not against that. You're I, not, and I, not. that's what I wanted to make sure yeah. of. Is this, this isn't the kind of tweaking that bugs you? No, I look. We're pe like. It's like when people say to me, <laughs> it's like when people say to me, uh, okay, so you're you're drinking milk. Yes, I'm drinking milk. Well, do you know that we're the only animals that drink another animal's milk? And then I say, well, do you know that we're the only animals that do math? <laughs> you freaking idiot. Right. Right. It's, it's like, yeah, we drink something else's milk because we're able to drink something else's milk. Do you right. think that that cat, you, do you ever wonder why it races for the milk bowl if you leave it down there or your milk? You, because it wants it too. Yes. Right. It's true. It's true. And look, without milk, we don't get cheese. And I know you're not a cheese fan, but I don't want to live in a world. Ice cream. Yeah, you love ice cream. And so I don't want to live on an earth where I don't get cheese and you I, don't get ice cream. Look, I just, <laughs> to, at some point, we were built this way. Yeah, yeah. We were intended to be curious. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, we wouldn't keep doing this thing if this thing wasn't what we're, what we're supposed to do. Right. If we weren't supposed to be curious and go out and try things right. and make things happen, then we, we shouldn't exist. Right. And if... The action of us being curious and doing things causes us to cease to exist, then I accept that. Yeah. Because that's the that's the game. That's the way we play it. Yeah. Agreed. Right? So I actually think if we have the capacity to speed up what naturally would have happened in nature anyway, mm -hmm. then let's do it. Let's do it. If we have a way to, to, to bring technology that'll improve the climate, that'll improve the way we do things, let's do it. Right. I'm not even entirely against the idea of having crops that are 
that that are more success that that grow more successfully, where you can get huge yields because of the system they put together to make sure that you can kill off the things that ruin the yields. Right. I actually I'm not totally against that. What I'm against is that group having total control Agreed. over the entire system. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work. Yes. You have to have some variation. You have to have some different things happening. And you have to have guide you have to have guardrails. And the thing that drives me crazy right now about the way the world works is that the those who have the financial power mm-hmm. have an outsized influence over regulations, yeah. over the referees. Yeah. You can now buy the referee in the game, yeah. right? Yeah, it's true. So like governments are, are, are basing their laws on scientists who are given to them by the companies that they're supposed to be regulating. Right. That doesn't work. Yeah. You, you, we need to have outside people looking at it evaluating it. And yes, you listen to the company, you hear what they're doing, you get their data and you accept that they've done a good job at this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they have. Yeah. But just because they've done a good job at it doesn't mean that they're doing everything appropriately yeah. and that they're leaving room for the rest of the world to survive in case of a disaster. Right. Right. I just want our dang government to call balls and strikes. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I, that's what I want. That's wow, man. This is one of those, that was a, that was a null, you know, Dropping the tea, whatever, sharing the tea. He was, he was like, you know, he was just speaking the truth. That's like a clip that if you were to share that, we, we're going to get killed. Yeah, let's get killed. Let's get, we're going to get shot. <laughs> let's go get shot. Big wheat is going to hunt us down because you just said so many things. It was like, yeah, it's not right. I just it don't ain't think, right. I don't think it's an unfair statement. I don't. I'm not trying to get No, I don't of, think it's unfair. I'm, I'm I think not, you're right. I'm not. We, we have so many people to feed. Yeah. The way that we've done it, we have successfully come up with technology that makes it that we can keep feeding a lot of people and avoid wars. I'm for that. Yeah. I'm not against really profitable companies finding good ways to do this. I'm not. Yeah. Keep doing that. But let's also do the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Cheers. Hey, no call. I think it's been a good show. Yeah. Monsanto. Is that what you said the name of the company Mm -hmm. is? Monsanto. Mm -hmm. That's them calling right Mm -hmm. now. They, they, like, found, uh, they found you. Know, you. Uh, you're you're gonna. Yeah, you should probably <laughs> kiss your children. <laughs> Call your family and say goodbye. <laughs> Run for it, no. Yeah. Um, no, and then to close out the show before we get out of here because this was actually kind of interesting. I thought it was cool. As I was digging into uh, the whole wheat thing and the splicing, I saw this. That was like, hey, th- th- this article lists other crops that you might not know about that we could eat. Hmm. So these are like things that are are like well, they're growing in okay. the world, and they've been either taken away, or we just don't know about them, or they're eaten in um, not in the United States, and okay. they're not you know they're not eaten here. So I want to see okay. if you are if you guys are familiar with any of these. I these love are this. Pretty interesting, right? This is fun. Okay, so over the course of human history, scientists believe that humans have cultivated more than six thousand different plant species. But over time, farmers gravitated toward planting those with the largest yields. Mm-hmm. Today, just three crops. Rice, wheat, and corn provide nearly half of the world's calories. So those are the big, the big ones. Rice, yeah. corn, wheat. And do you want to know the funniest thing about corn? Tell me. We have corn in almost, like, we, we burn it for fuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. We make all of our sugar out of it. Yeah. It's, it is in most foods yeah. as a flavor enhancer. Everywhere. Uh, it's like, it's everywhere in this country. Corn syrup, high fructose corn and syrup. And you want to know the silliest thing about it? Tell me. The reason why we have corn in everything is because the first political primary is in Iowa. And in Iowa, they produce a hell of a lot of corn. Really? So in order to get those first votes 
to get your campaign rolling, to yeah. get things moving so that you yeah. can maybe get a chance to win your nomination to be president. Yeah. You got to make the people of Iowa and the people of New Hampshire happy. Right. So Iowa, this very sparsely populated state. Especially back then. Yeah. In the <laughs> middle of the country. Yeah. Gets all of this, uh, gets all this attention, gets yeah. all of these little breaks, gets all these deals, like all this stuff happens to make them happy. To get the corn. So that they can vote for the candidate who can then get the nomination to go possibly be president of the United States. Wow. And so that's why corn. Iowa wants more corn. So we wow. have corn subsidies, like an absurd, so many. An absurd so amount many. of corn subsidies. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. I did not know that. The more you know. So here are a look at five crops beyond rice, wheat, and corn that farmers across the world are now growing in hopes of feeding the planet as it warms. This first one out of the gate, amaranth. Amaranth. Yeah. Amaranth. Yeah. That sounds like a demon's name. Like Amaranth. I it's a cool looking plant. Yeah, too. it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it says the plant that survived colonization. From leaf to seed, the entirety of the amaranth plant is edible. That's kind of cool, right? Red? Yeah. Uh, standing up to eight feet tall, the amaranth stalks are topped off with red, orange, and green seed filled plumes. Across Africa and Asia, amaranth has long been eaten as a vegetable, whereas indigenous Americans also ate the plant's seed, a pseudo-cereal like buckwheat or quinoa. While amaranth leaves can be sautéed or cooked into a stir-fry, the seed is commonly toasted and then eaten with honey or milk, a complete protein with all nine essential amino acids. Amaranth is a good source of vitamins and antioxidants. Do you remember yesterday when I was having my migraine? Uh-huh. And we were looking through all the different I do, thousands. I do. Of, yeah, amaranth was one of, was was one one of them. them. That so, I was like, I wonder if So you wonder if maybe you can't have the amaranth. Yeah, or maybe not. Could be, well, could we'll have see. Been, there were, they, the dang thing had 25 did, different seeds did. and grains. <laughs> I bought this bread. I'm on this really kind of specific diet right now. And it's, you know, it's all about whole grains. This is to combat my gout. Yeah. And because it cuts out so many good things. But it's like, hey, eat all the whole grains. So I found this bread that had 21 Different grain, like seeds in it, flax and all this stuff. Which and is yeah. tasty, by it's the way. It's tasty As bread. For a, for a highly dense, like, wheat bread, it totally. was pretty good. Really good, yeah. and it's it's got a lot of stuff. It's got fiber in it. It's got omega-3s. Mm-hmm. It does. It's, so it's a healthy choice. But Noel was like, you know, ate, ate some, and then immediately was feeling like a migraine coming on. And we were like, oh, man. Yeah. Which which seed is it? Well, and then we, and we got lost. My doctor said oftentimes it'll be, it'll be if you're That's, having, like, a whole seed. That's what you it get is. the skin and everything. Sometimes yeah. it'll sometimes it'll trigger it. So try to jot down what yeah. you ate. And I looked at it and I laughed. I was like, jot down a thousand things. <laughs> so many seeds. So so uh, before we move on to the next one, uh, amaranth. Today, indigenous farmers in Guatemala, Mexico, mm-hmm. and the U.S. are collaborating to grow this drought resist- resistant crop. Mm-hmm. So there you go. The right. next one up. I want to see if anybody knows this one. Phonio. Nope. Yeah, F-O-N-I-O. Wow. It could be Fonio. I have no idea. <laughs> Fonio. Uh, the drought-resistant traditional grain. Okay. For thousands of years, okay. farmers across West Africa have culti- cultivated Fonio, the kind of millet that tastes like a slightly nuttier couscous or quinoa. Huh. Historically, Fonio is considered to be Africa's oldest cultivated cereal and was regarded by some as the food of chiefs and kings. Wow. By the way, if you're like a Fonio expert and it is pronounced differently, I apologize. They're probably wincing every time if it's like something fancy. Um, so this is the point where... All right, this is my... Okay, here we go. In countries such as Senegal, Burkina Faso, and Mali, Fonio will be served on holy days 
like at weddings and during the month of Ramadan. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. So today, today attention is increasing, increasingly focused on Fonio for its resilience and health benefits. Uh, as the climate continues to change, Fonio's drought resistance and ability to grow in poor soil has made it a standout crop in water-scarce regions. Wow. Pretty cool, right? Isn't so we, nature rad? It, nature's so cool. Yeah. All right, now this next one has a cool name, easy okay. to pronounce, okay. enough as it is, and I want to know if anybody here has had it. Okay. Cow peas? I have not had cow peas. Okay. Cow peas, the fully edible plant. Okay. In the 1940s, more than 5 million acres of cow peas were grown in the U.S. Wow. The majority, as their name suggests, for hay to feed livestock. That's how they got the name okay. cow peas. But long before cow peas, also called southern peas or black-eyed peas, came to the Americas, they were grown I've for- I've heard the black-eyed peas before. I have They're heard the black-eyed They're great. What's yeah. their, what's their, I got a feeling. Ooh, Tonight's going to be a good night. Yeah. Tonight's got, Can you meet song. me halfway? Yeah, they're excited yeah. that night because they're going to have some cow peas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Not a no. Yeah. 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 There's, they had some other hits. I just can't remember. Let's get it started. <gasps> Let's get it started yeah. in here. Yeah, that yeah. one. So they came to the Americas. They were grown for human consumption in West Africa. Although cow pea production has declined in the U.S. in recent decades. Let's get it started. <laughs> the crop is hugely important in much of Africa. Nigeria is the world's largest cow pea producer. So if cow peas are the same as black-eyed peas, I absolutely am familiar with black-eyed peas. Right. I used to have those when I was a kid. Oh, never mind. Um, so anyway, so that was another one. See you guys. Right, yeah, it says bad because cow peas are highly drought tolerant. They're also a good candidate as the climate changes. So here's another one. Ready? Ready? Ready, ready, ready. ready. Taro? T-A-R-O? Sure. Taro? Sure. Yes. Ad- adapting the tropical crop for colder climes. It okay. says climes. Climes. Taro. Is that slang for climate? <laughs> That's how cool people say it. <laughs> climes. Oh, no. This is a part where I... I totally botched it, and I don't know which page it goes to next. Because it's, it's the other side. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, <laughs> thank God. You print it front and back. You're good. Okay. Thank God. Yeah. Okay. In the tropics of Southeast Asia and Polynesia, taro Ooh. has long been grown as a root vegetable, not unlike the potato. But as rising temperatures threaten cultivation, okay, we got it. <laughs> Every single thing they talk about the thing, it's like, but as the climate's getting bad, it's like, we got it. Let's just talk yeah, about the- Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're all going to die. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Tell me about taro. We want to introduce taro because we truly believe that will give us a more secure food system, it says. Like Fonio, Amaranth, and Cowpeas, taro isn't a new crop. It's just new to the U.S. food system, which mm. is why the Utopian Seed Project isn't just learning how to grow taro, but also teaching people how to cook it. Is it a per- does it say, does it have a picture now, right? It doesn't have a picture on this, but I will find you a picture of taro. I, I think will. it's purple. I think I get a drink that's taro. And really? So it's my favorite boba drink. Really? Oh, taro. Okay. So Delicious. we got we got somebody here who's raving about the taro. Okay. Mm. Okay. Let's get it taro. Ah, let's, let's get, get it taro. taro. In here. <laughs> last one, last crop, and then we can we can call it a day here. Okay, we've done a good show. I we think have. I think we've been entertaining. I think so too. Don't you think? Don't you think we made wheat fun? Yes, we're done. Yeah, we did. Um Kernza. You heard of Kernza? K-E-R-N-Z-A. Kernza. Uh-huh. 
the crop bred for the climate crisis. Okay. While many alternative crops are just plants that were grown somewhere else in the world generations ago, others have been cultivated specifically to withstand climate change. Okay. Okay. In 2019, mm. the Kansas-based Land Institute, a nonprofit research organization focused on sustainable agriculture, introduced Kernza. Ladies and gentlemen, Kernza. <laughs> <laughs> A cereal crop developed from intermediate wheatgrass and trademarked to ensure farmers uh, that they bought seeds from the official breeding program. Although researchers are still working to improve the grain's yield, farmers in Minnesota, Kansas, and Montana are, t- are today growing nearly 4,000 acres of Kernza. Okay. Yeah. Growers immediately understand the benefits of perennials on their landscapes, and Kernza is very appealing. Anyway, it doesn't say much about the flavor about some of these. So I don't know. They could they could be just... So long as the flavor is cold. Yeah. <laughs> cold, I'll, I'll eat it. Cool, cold filtered Kernza. Yes. From the mountains of Kansas. That's all I care about. <laughs> just give me that cold flavor. Cold flavor. So I think keep an eye out for amaranth, Kernza, taro, uh, cow peas, all those things. There might be some cool seeds, but don't eat them if they give you uh, migraines like uh, Noli over here. So we got to be careful. I think every day do we give you one different seed? I think so. We just have like a, we'll just try to kill a panel just try to kill you? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. But that was the weed episode, guys. Wheat. Wheat. You put your wheat in there. Um, yeah. I'm trying to decide whether we did a good job or not. I think we did a good job. Yeah. Whether. Yeah. I think we did. We did. I think we we did. Oh, we did. We did. <laughs> I told you, I you know, that's the challenge. And, and you that's why. You not all those papers are white? Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, we got some yellow pages. Some are yellow? We ran out of paper while I was printing them up. And then uh, we could find yellow pages. And then we realized, hey, man, remember when yellow pages were a thing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it was a good time. So That's where I used to order my whoppers. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, I uh, and uh, I had every intention. This, this is the exact subject matter that I brought in last week. And if you listen to last week's show, I had these on the table ready to go. And then we just decided, no, we're yeah. going to talk about life and yeah. hard times yes. and, and stepping out of it. And so you would have thought that with a week uh, notice that I would have them stapled. But I just was like, this is going to be no. this. This show is going to be it's wild. No, it's no fun if that's, if that's the case. Yeah. You know which band is even better. For me personally, than the Black Eyed Peas, who, Wham, <laughs> Wham. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say Weezer, but I think Wham was the way to go because it has the age in it. Yeah. Um, this was I. I actually, I actually, the, the challenge of being an environmental education show, right? <laughs> yes. Is sometimes you come across things, and like a teacher with a classroom, you have to go. How do I make the kids care? Mm. About this. Yeah. And so this happens from time to time. We're given something that like, well, it's important to talk about crops. It's important to talk about wheat and food systems and and systems that need to be taken. Because if you listen to the show, you could end up growing up and working and going, we gotta, we gotta fix this problem. So we're we're teaching people while we're making them laugh and wet their pants. <laughs> Actually, I think it'll be whet their appetite. Whet their appetite with yeah, an H. Yes, yes. Whet your appetite. You're yes. right. That was a better way to go. Yeah. Whet their appetite. Yeah. But that's the show. Any closing thoughts to anybody before we do? We have no tags still. Nothing stood out hey, to me, if right? It's, if it's not gonna, if it doesn't speak to us, we can't speak it to them. You won me over on whet your appetite, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe. So maybe, maybe, maybe that was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Um, 
So before we get out of here, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Biofriendly Podcast. Please share, please post, please like. Let everybody know about our show. We are closing in on our 200th episode where Noel's going to get the greatest pair of headphones his ears have ever beheld. And uh, we're going to continue churning out the hits. <laughs> uh, literally, from your lips to my ears, please. <laughs> You're from your lips, from my lips to his ears. Yeah, he wants to be able to hear at least out of I both ears. I just want to hear the show. Yeah, just want to hear the show. Yeah. Stop calling. We're wrapping it up. Jeez. Monsanto's just Monsanto, like Monsanto, they're trying to kill you. Um, we have been your beacon of light in a gloomy environment. Wetting <laughs> your environmental appetite. <laughs> It was worth a shot, right? It was worth a shot. Veronica, do you have anything you'd like to say? Um, <laughs> this is so funny. Because <laughs> now she hasn't got it yet. She so hasn't she got it yet. Little, uh, She's her, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's coming. you got to have a sentence at the ready. Ready? Stop and smell the flowers. Stop. Oh, okay. I'm sticking to good. that one. Stick it's a good one. one. I, I like that. It. It's the Bio-Friendly Podcast. It's the Bio-Friendly Podcast.